Welcome to the Management Insights Podcast Series hosted by McGraw-Hill. My name is Debbie Clare, Executive Marketing Manager for our Management Portfolio. Today's topic is flipping your classroom worth it. Our guest, Buffy Schmidt from the University of South Carolina. Thanks for joining us, Buffy. Thanks for having me, Debbie. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I have a lot of practical experience. I worked for industry uh, in industry for Walt Disney World and Electrolux before entering higher education. I started in higher ed as an adjunct while I was still working at Electrolux. But next year will be 20 years in higher education for me. That's remarkable. Congratulations. Yes, well, I'm a lecturer of management for the University of South Carolina in the Darlamore School of Business. My specialty is strategy. I really enjoy bringing that real life industry focus to the management principles, strategic HR, and strategic management capstone classes. So I know folks are going to be really interested in our topic today. How did you get started in flipping? I started flipping my classroom in the early 2000s when the term was still fairly new, but I did it out of necessity. My students needed it. Prior to then, I had been an adjunct in a business school while still working in corporate life, but by the time my students found their groove in the course, the semester would end. So in 2008, when I took a full-time position and started teaching economics, um, economics is, requires that navigating the right brain and the left brain at the same time, that you must combine that social science concepts with mathematics. And by the time my students mastered this ability to deconstruct markets and anticipate movements, the semester would end. I needed more time. So I flipped my classroom to get that extra time. Just a year later, I had had so much success. I found myself at a conference in Miami sharing with other faculty from all disciplines how to flip. So when I moved back into management courses, I kept the flipping design and I've perfected it. You know, faculty are people too. We care about the students, what they do, do not get out of our class. We also sometimes get nervous and anxious and are unsure at times, but this works. That's what I'm here today for. This breaks norms, but it works. I am so thrilled that you're going to share your experience from those conferences that you've shared with other faculty and now with all of our listeners today. So tell us a little bit more about what you're gonna share. Well, over the years, I have worked on um, developing various workshops on flipping. So in this podcast, we're going to focus on is flipping your classroom worth it? Look forward to my follow-up podcast on the roadmap for effectively flipping. So let's start with What does it mean to flip? Well, flipping your classroom literally means flip, swap, right? So you're swapping the presentation of material. The lectures and the homework are changing places. If you look at the traditional role and in a classroom, the instructor is introducing those lower level Bloom's taxonomy thought levels. So you're remembering and you're understanding the basics. And then the student is sent home with homework to do the application and analysis and creativity on their own. So flipping literally flips that. It swaps it around. 
So now the homework is done before you come to class. Those basics, the student gets through, not by themselves, but through an intentional designed assignment by the faculty, but on their own time. And then the time in the classroom with the expert faculty in the room is spent on those higher level thought processes. So that application and analyzing and creating is done right there in the room with the expert faculty. So flipping flips the presentation of the material. It flips the roles of the learner and the teacher. The teacher becomes a tutor, a coach, a mentor, and the learner becomes active. It's an active learning environment instead of just a sponge soaking up knowledge and information. So uh, the learning responsibilities become more shared. There has to be a sharing of learning responsibilities in the flipping model. The student is responsible for some material before they come to class. But the results, it enables various higher orders of thought it enables additional activities, more robust discussions, and it places that faculty expert with the student in a more one-on-one -on -one type environment, allowing for those higher cognitive learning skills to take place. And so what are those benefits for the students that you see? Well, there are several benefits for the students. The, the lecture replacement is often more active and more engaging than sitting in a classroom taking notes from a, from a lecture. Uh, the learners of all learning styles love this, especially our kinesthetic learners. And our up and coming generation has more kinesthetic learners than we've seen before in higher education. So they're gonna really enjoy the classroom experience more. Also, you have real-time feedback for a lot of the pre-class assignments, that flipped assignment. It can be done online as a quiz that provides immediate feedback to that student. You have better knowledge application abilities. By the when a student goes through a class experience that has been flipped, they will leave that classroom with application skills that they would not have left a traditional lecture classroom with. There's also the strengthening of the career readiness skills, those critical thinking, problem solving, collaboration, leadership, work ethic, technology skills and integration. All of those things can be experienced in the flipped classroom. Also, there's been research done that shows flipped homework often takes less time than the traditional homework because the student is doing the more basic homework before class, instead of trying to reach those application analysis and creative skills on their own um, after the lecture. So their homework time outside of the classroom is actually less for the student. I, I could go on for days with this. There's you're maximizing time with your instructor, the person you're paying to be in the room with. You are increasing those one-on-one -on -one opportunities with the instructor. You're the classroom becomes more student-centered when you're actually in the classroom. It's a very student-centered approach in just about every concept that's done for flipping. There's more collaboration. Differentiation is made easier for the, you know, for the, for the faculty member. Therefore, the student is benefiting from that. There's just all kinds of things. Plus, it's, in general, just more fun. 
Well, I love that you said the word fun because we all need some fun in our daily lives. And I also love the fact that you touched on strengthening the career readiness skills. We know NACE talks about those skills because employers have said that there is a skills gap in touching on the critical thinking and problem solving while you're in higher ed before they get into the real world is absolutely critical. It is. So what are the benefits for faculty? Well, believe it or not, Debbie, there are just as many benefits for faculty as there are for students. First, the first thing that comes to mind is it helps put more of the responsibility of learning onto the learner. It's not just the faculty trying to list off or summarize all the things that were in the reading. Instead, the learner must take some responsibility and have some knowledge content in order to truly participate in and get the most out of the classroom experience. So they're taking ownership is what you're saying. They are. They are. It's a shared ownership in their education. There's also more engaged and exciting students in the classroom. The ones that that do the homework before class, they're really engaged and excited to be in the classroom because it's a different experience for them. And they're often getting a chance to see what they're truly capable of. You know, the faculty becomes the tutor or the mentor or what I call myself is the advocate. And it gives a different perspective to our job. It makes it more fulfilling. The classes um, with the students, they're focused. It's e it makes it much more easy for us to differentiate um, at those application and analysis levels, right? There, there's only so many ways you can um, provide basic information, but at those application and analysis levels of concepts, it's much easier for us to differentiate right there on the spot with a student who we can see is, is still having difficulty grasping the concepts. Uh, however, probably the most important benefit is that you get to do more. You, you literally get to do more in your semester. So you can cover more chapters. Uh, you can cover more of those favorite content uh, and be able to go beyond just the basics of what's required in the curriculum. You can, if you've been dreaming of doing semester-long projects, maybe an experiential learning project, or you, or you want to implement a debate into your course, so any of those things that are going to require that higher level blooms thought, you now have the time to do in class. You can have active learning exercises. You know, maybe the full semester experiential learning is not, is not really your thing, but you can have smaller active learning exercises peppered in throughout the semester. It's great for study abroad courses. Um, also, if you have sequence courses where you have you know, two or three classes that need to be taken in order, you will affect how your students arrive to their next class. They'll show up to their next class a little more knowledgeable with, with better application skills, really ready to learn. So uh, it's also great for somatic, Socratic method discussions, mini cases, critical thought problem sets, or if you just want to be able to do homework with the students in class, those end of chapter questions, you now have class time to do them. I love this. And so what kind of things do your colleagues say to you when you bring up the flipped classroom? Well, over the years of teaching, I've heard just about everything from faculty. Uh, some of my favorites are when they ask me, are, am I teaching an honors course? 
And no, I'm not, I, I do not teach honors courses, but the things that my students are able to get to and do sometimes mirror that. How, I've also heard, how do you get your students to actually do the work before class? Or how do you get your students to attend class? And, you know, there are answers for those things. There are skills and ways to design your course that you can manage each type of student that's there and the expectations they have. Another one I hear a good bit is, isn't this a lot more work for you? So the truth is some of my students, the ones that follow the design for the course, gain greater breadth and deeper knowledge in that content material, leading to that, are they in an honors class? Um, I also have responsibility for learning from day one is placed squarely on the learner. Uh, Not understanding the world is round doesn't change the fact that the world is round. And so we have the same type of concept with this class. And I try to explain to them, if you don't understand what I'm trying to describe to you as our class design, it's not going to change what I'm fixing to tell you. Absences and skipping the pre-class assignments will hinder your understanding of the material and therefore harm your grade. So they're told up front that they are having this shared responsibility. But the responsibility for learning is also placed squarely on the faculty from day one, right? If I don't bring my A game to those activities in the class or the case content, then I'm depriving them of discovering their strengths, their talents, and their true abilities. All of the tools that students need to be successful are supplied and explained in the syllabus. And when I do that, yes, my students actually do their work. And yes, they actually attend class. And no, it's really not a lot more work. So is this an arduous process? Does it take more time? Does it take more time to redesign a course for flipping than to teach the same lectures that I have been teaching for years? Of course it does. Of course it does, Debbie. But that's not really what my colleagues are asking when they ask, does it take more time? If there was a course added to the curriculum and you are selected as the instructor of that course, does it take longer to design that course from a flipped perspective than it does from a lecture style? No, it does not. And by the time you finish your first semester with that flipped design course, you may have rejuvenated your passion for your career or be amazed at what your students are truly able to do when given the opportunity. As for the syllabus, I take the time in my syllabus to define important concepts and practices in relation to my class experience. I explain terms like active learning or active listening. Students often don't know what what is meant by those terms. I explain resource assignments those things that they do before class that may or may not be graded, but are still very important. Completion order, why it's important to follow the order uh, recommended for completing, or FAB, which is the course design I used, flip, um, active and backward course design. 
Uh, I've taught workshops on how to prepare learners for the flipped course environment. And I have found through um, tracking my own success that if it's in the syllabus and I require that they read the syllabus and take a quiz over the syllabus in the first week of the semester, that I do have students who understand and phenomenal success. And it does not take more time. It truly does not. I love you just mentioned something that I haven't heard before, that you actually have students take a quiz over the syllabus. So you first start with setting expectations in that first day of class, reviewing all of the parameters of the syllabus, and then you close with a quiz to make sure that they understand the learner's perspective and also the faculty's perspective of what you're coming to the table. I I do. I do. I find that students often treat the syllabus much like they treat the textbook and they look for things they need, but they do not do a full read. So I require a a syllabus quiz in the first week to ensure that they have gotten the main points from the syllabus. That's awesome. First time I've heard that, Buffy. Do you teach other workshops on flipping? I do. I do. In this podcast, we've been focusing on is flipping your classroom worth it. I also teach on the roadmap for effectively flipping your classroom. And I have another workshop that I've done on flipping just one lesson. It's a great introduction to flipping to um, help those the faculty that are maybe a little shy from this process because they think it's going to be super arduous and time consuming. So I encourage them to just pick one topic, one concept, usually the most difficult topic for their students, but I go through how to select that and how to measure the effectiveness of it so that they can determine if this is a style of teaching that is good for them. I also teach a multi-pedagogy workshop that combines flipping with other pedagogy course tools uh, to lead you to achieve your wildest dreams in education. It's similar to what I do with my fab design. And then, you know, you can also flip your entire course. I teach workshops on how to do that and the approach for it. It's a whole new course experience when you do it that way. It completely changes the roles of the students and faculty for at undergraduate or graduate levels, but it is a remarkable experience. Well, Buffy, thank you so much for sharing your perspective, experience, and advice with our listeners today. Check back for our future podcast on a roadmap for effectively flipping your classroom and spread the word to your colleagues about our podcast series. Why? Because learning changes everything.